Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. What's up, what's up, what's up? Happy post-Thanksgiving, everyone. Hope you had a great week. Watch on YouTube. Hello? I'm Tommy Sladek. We have Samantha Crossan. We have James Mungro. We have Brendan Hodges on the producer mic. This is the Orange Zone. This is our regular season review. It's our bowl projections. We're going to touch on the BC game. We're going to touch on where this team is going to end up because they are going bowling at this point, for sure, with that 7-5 and five record. We're going to be hitting on um, some of the not-so-great parts of that game, some stuff that happened at the end of the game that fans were not happy with. We're going to touch on an SU basketball game that got scrappy. It was a weird Saturday. Something was in the water with Syracuse sports. We'll be hitting on all of that. But first, I'm going to open up to you guys. How was your Thanksgivings? How are you feeling? I'm feeling good. You know, let me get a shout out to my mom. My uh, my mother's uh, birthday was yesterday. Hey. So uh, Mrs. Mongrel is a little bit older now. You Happy know, birthday, she's Mrs. Mongrel. All right. 28 now. I 28 think, again? So, yeah. 28 again, again. So yeah. just want to shout out to my mom. But uh, besides that, uh, you know, we had a really good Thanksgiving with the family and, uh, we was able to watch some football and you know watch the NFL games and it was a good 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 quiet time. Nice. Yeah, my quick best and worst best Bills win. Best I um I have the cutest little babies in my family now. I got a one and a half year old and like a five month old. It's not your kid, okay. right? Not mine. Okay. I shouldn't have said I got like in my family. Got but just like you. like the little the chunkiest little baby. Like you just want to hold them <laughs> the whole time you're there. Plus a gender reveal, which oh. by the way it went well. I predicted went well, right. No house yeah, nothing, down, nothing. Nothing is going to be going viral from no, that. No, no, no. All okay. good. Okay, good. And I predicted it was going to be a boy, and it is. So got another another baby on the way. Is that why you're wearing blue? You know what? No, but. I I might as well, right? You yeah, might as exactly. well support. Maybe you can get another point for the prediction. You're right. You know, just, mm. you know, just, could that go on my record? Yeah, it could be. It's end of the year. Why not? It's yeah, a correct projection. Right? It's a correct projection. Brendan okay. Hodges, how you doing, man? That will not be added to the tally. <laughs> Obviously, I'm doing good, man. Uh, my Thanksgiving, as uh, most of you know, I was here. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I was like working the TV, hol- baby. I was working the holiday weekend, putting on local news television. So uh, no, it, it was good. Uh, the whole crew, the skeleton crew for Thanksgiving was in here. We had a great time. They gave us food. And, nice. uh, yeah, I watched some football as well. There you go. And the Love birds that. got the win Sunday, so that's all that matters. And the Eagles yeah. got the win Sunday. I will say, I, I came in here a little bit early and had Brendan you know, doing his mic checks. And my man's over there practicing his mic check being like, you're wrong, James. No, James. That's wrong, James. Wow. wow. <laughs> you got to throw me under the bus. Wow. That was the funniest thing I've ever wow. seen. <laughs> that is unbelievable, Brandon. Wow. Okay. Wow. It was a perfect mic check. He was practicing, getting into rhythm. He's like, I got to be ready. Yep. I got to be ready for my battles today. But it was great. But uh, anyway, so let's get into the bowl projections. That's probably why uh, some of the people are, are listening to this. And 
We'll first break down the few spots that Syracuse could end up in. For one, we're going to be finding out officially on Sunday, December 4th. And you will see some of the experts get get some sources. You know, we'll see a little, uh, maybe some news pop out a few days ahead of time. But Sunday is when it happens officially. It's after the Army-Navy game, I believe it will be on Saturday. And then we'll know for sure. So here's the options here. And then we'll get into why or why not we believe it may or may not be in a certain city. For one, a possibility is the Wasabi Fenway Bowl, which is very early on Saturday, December 17th at Fenway Park in Boston. I think a very cool location if you had to pick pick something in the Northeast, not in warm weather, right? I think that's neat. The thing about that bowl, which most experts (laughs) were projecting as of yesterday, has very much flip-flopped with the multiple reports coming out that Syracuse is requesting who knows what that request process looks like to not be in it because their finals run up all the way to the 16th, which I think is very late. I'm trying to remember when my college finals Mm. were, but that seems on the, 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 um, you know, far end of things. And you might say to yourself, well, the game's the next day. Why is that a big deal? And it's because for one, for most of these bowl games, there's days of events beforehand. So they would probably be getting out there on say the 12th or, or maybe even the 13th. Um, so that's where some issue lies with that, which makes things very interesting because if from you're looking at the record perspective, the proximity, everything that goes into picking these games, because at the end of the day, what are they all looking to do? Make some money. Yes. And I do think Boston would be the most viable choice because you also have the pinstripe ball as an option on December 29th. And the pinstripe ball, by and large, is unique, but guess what? Syracuse has been there before. Yeah. Right. And I yeah. don't think it has that same pizzazz. Do you guys agree with that? Doesn't have the same umph. Because again, you've been there before. We want to try something new. And just from a location standpoint, you know, Fenway Bowl, Boston, that's a place that I think a lot of Syracuse fans would want to be. Yeah. Yeah. And plus, we do have a big uh, fan base in Boston as well. So, you know, that, 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 would, that would be helpful. But um, I, I want to go someplace warm. <laughs> I know I you mean, do. It's just, same here. I, I don't know. I, when I think of a bowl game, um, well, previously, back when I played, they didn't have Northeast Bowls at all. Nothing really? was up Northeast at all. Um, but, you know, I, I think the players would like to play someplace warm. I know the fans would like to go someplace warm. <laughs> That's the thing. You think about proximity, right? But at the end of the day, for this is a fan base that just travels yeah. well as a whole. Yep. And so I do think it's, it's a little bit different. I think if you were to say maybe have like a group of five school like Buffalo – that you would maybe want to have just be a little bit closer and have that weekend or day type trip. But with Syracuse fans, I just think if, if it's the right time, if it's the right place, they're going to make the trip to get there. And that's why I do think Syracuse requesting to be out of the ACC could end up helping them get a warm bowl game here. Something I, we thought maybe wouldn't be able to happen at seven and five. One of those is the Birmingham bowl on December 27th. And that could be versus it, it isn't necessarily decided. It could be an SEC school, I believe Brendan has down here, or a AAC school. Um, wouldn't mind that. I mean, it's Alabama. It's not. It's not Florida. You're not going to be necessarily sitting at the beach, but it'll, it'll <laughs> definitely be warmer. That's for sure. I, well, yeah. I, I personally rather be in Boston, Alabama, <laughs> or New York any day of the week. Yeah, there isn't necessarily, it's not necessarily a, a giant destination, but if you want warm weather, I mean, maybe that's, if that's, if that's your number one criteria, you could get that there. I like the idea of them playing in an SEC school too. Yeah, it would be good. 
good exposure, but um, I, I think right now Syracuse really needs just to focus on fixing some of the pieces of the puzzle you yeah. know, for, so they can be prepared and be uh, well executed and hopefully knock down some of these penalties they've, they've had and previously. It's just it's getting worse, not getting better. <laughs> yeah. Agreed, and I think that is also the one other thing about, let's just say the Fenway Bowl is out. That was one of, if not the earliest bowl game. So now you mm -hmm. have a little bit more time to prepare yes. as well. You think about if you're trying to go down and play a game when you're still in school, that's a different feeling than just being able to focus specifically on the athlete part of the student athlete. And, and you know, right, rightfully, you know, the players deserve it. They, they, they got there. They, they got the, the ones they need to get there. Uh, you know, it was a crazy way of getting there, but they got there. Uh, and, you know, they shouldn't be shortchanged of, you know, going two days early, you know, only being there for two days. They should be able to spend mm -hmm. the whole week and enjoy themselves because that's what it's all about. And uh, not be having the stress, right? Yeah, having the stress, especially, obviously, you know, the finals are very important. The students, students before athletes. I agree with that. Yeah. <laughs> students before athletes. It's a student so, athlete, not an athlete so, student. So, so, so um, you know, the finals are very important, so they should get that and be able to focus on that. Then after that, they can just totally focus on football. Right, big time. And really, there's only two more that I, I could see possibly happening. One of them would be the military bowl in Annapolis. I, I, that tends to to lean towards more of a six and six type game. Um, but again, when you're when you're taking out this possibility, you know, we mentioned that it could help boost Syracuse if the ACC were to work with them. But it also could be, well, if you can't make that work, maybe we're going to put you in a bowl that is paying out a little bit less. But the the dream scenario at this point. With with it looking like Boston is is if Syracuse has it their way, not going to happen, would be the Gasparilla Bowl. Mm. Gasparilla. Gasparilla. Gasparilla Bowl in Tampa, Florida. Tampa, Florida. That would check some boxes for James Munger, I'm yeah, sure. Yeah, that would be be a lot more helpful than beating the cold weather. <laughs> I mean. Golf I think that's Mungro's dream. A, 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 golf, uh, a golf hat or a winter hat. I mean, that's what you're working with. Mm -hmm. It will be <laughs> December 23rd, too. So that is the one thing that is, uh, you know, I mean, I guess if you're going to a bowl game, you realize you're going to be dealing with some holiday holiday travel because, I mean, you're going to be flying back the earliest on Christmas, Christmas Eve, Eve, I guess. <laughs> we might be spending a holiday together after all. We might be. We'll find, <laughs> we shall find out. We'll see where this one ends up. But, um, yeah, so Syracuse, 7-5. and five, They snapped that five-game losing streak, um, and it, it was in no way an, an easy win against Boston College. They were down 17-6. to six. The first quarter was one of the ugliest first quarters of football I've, I think I've ever seen for a team. Like Syracuse, regardless, they had a blocked punt, a strip sack fumble. It was just – it was messy – and it was that moment of, oh, man, are, are we really just like, is there is there nothing left from what we saw? And then that second half thing started to turn around. I mean, it was still 17-6 to six with 10 minutes left in the fourth quarter, if I'm not mistaken. And then it was Garrett Trader hitting Devon Cooper, Garrett Trader hitting Damian Alford way downfield. And that when it was, it was Sean Tucker time, the icing on the cake, two runs. He was also crossing that 1,000-yard threshold, which I think at one point we were like, he's not even going to hit that this year mm -hmm. after going for nearly 1,500, also moving up to third all time. So ultimately, it was a a defense that did you know just enough and very much started to quiet them down in the second half, which was impressive with how many guys went out. But more than anything, it was the same thing that we saw in the Wake Forest game, which was an offense that I think both of you would agree with um, seems to be getting back on the right track. Well, I like to disagree with you about this same thing we've seen against Wake Forest because... Interesting. Why is that? Because we got a W. Mm. Touche. Yeah, got fair a w. enough. Got a W. Um, Let's give credit to the Syracuse, though. Um, that first half, I thought they uh, they threw the towel in. Mm -hmm. 
and then it came out and was very explosive and it was kind of like the offense we saw previously in the first six games and they kept their composure and they fought together and came back and won the game that's what good teams do you know uh and they did it on their last game and that's uh the heart of a champion right you know not giving up and uh you know they could easily threw the towel and say oh, we can go to a bowl game you know let's not worry about it but they didn't do it and uh Give it to the credit to the coaches as well. You know, be able to make those adjustments at halftime, uh, and come out and execute Big the time. second half. I mean, you still got to play four quarters, but the, you know, the first half they didn't really play, but they were able enough to do enough uh, the second half to uh, overcome all the obstacles they had the first half. Which is the opposite of what we've seen. You know, we're still waiting exactly. on that four quarters of football, but at the same time, I, I think I'd rather have what we saw, which was turn on the Jets in the second half and come out pretty good and then just go flat for the rest of the game and, yeah, right? and now they have a little bit of momentum too yeah uh, that's a little huge, momentum man. going going into really the big. bowl game and knowing where they're at and now you know they got their uh like like i said the momentum and now they have a little more saying uh we could do this i mean we, we we you know let's let's do this together you know as a team and coaches and stuff like that so it's good to see the guys uh with a smile on their face and yeah. you know obviously after the game they start doing some crazy stuff on the field but uh all in all, they got a W, so that's that's a blessing. Yeah, I mean, the feeling it left me with is it could have been better and it could have been worse. Yes. You know, could have been better. I mean, definitely those first three quarters, there's a part of me that's like, why am I spending part of my Thanksgiving <laughs> even watching this game right now? And now I'm so invested that I have to watch the way it turns out. Yeah. Um, but, you know, could have been worse. Avoided becoming the third FBS team in history to open 6-0, and finish 6-6. and Thank God. That would have been worse. Well, yeah. You know, this is also Dean, one of Dino Baber's best seasons, actually, since he's been here, which is weird because it doesn't totally feel like that. But record-wise, that's the truth. Um, you know, even just individually, Sean Tucker, love to see him surpass 1,000 mm -hmm. rushing yards. You know, that's awesome. And I love to continue to see him climb and continue to remain humble throughout that. Um, could have been better. Penalties. That could have been better. Mm -hmm. So I think, you know, hopefully moving forward, that, that's one thing that just continues to stick out to me as this is a huge problem. They had 14 penalties on the day for 91 yards. You just really – I mean, that's just yeah. bad football, James. That's like yeah. – that's, that's unbelievable. That's, I mean, you have to clean that up. I mean, you're just giving yards away. I mean, you can't do that. Mm -hmm. um, the good teams don't do it. And so if you're a bad team, you definitely can't do it. And um, – but give them credit. They they overcame the obstacles. You know, after right. all the, the hole they dug themselves in, um, they overcame it. But obviously, the bowl game's going to be a lot tougher. It's going to be a, a very uh, – it's going to be a tougher opponent, a lot tougher opponent than Boston College. So right. they're going to have the work cut out, whoever they play, in whatever division, whatever league, whatever it is, they're going to have the work cut out. <laughs> no doubt. But it, it does bring me back to the conversation we were having a week ago which is how are we going to remember this season? And we are at that situation where we could end up having an eight and five season. Yeah. Which is and so I, different yeah. from six and seven. Which is just crazy different. And, you know, seven and five, I was thinking about this a lot over the weekend, and I was like, it's not a bad record, seven and five. It's not. But the way we got to seven and happened. five, the way it happened, that's what is really just like, wow. I mean, you know, you win six games. And I know we keep saying the same thing, but you win six games and then you lose five games. Mm. And... You know, then you, you end of the season, you're seven and five. You're like, well, that's, that's not a bad, bad, bad thing at all. You know, seven and five. But in reality, is they they left a lot on the bone. They left a lot of meat on the bone. I yeah. actually want to throw out one question since we're now at the end of the regular season. Is there a specific turning point for you guys where you thought this is going to be difficult to recover from, or some kind of turning point where where did it all go wrong? Notre Dame game. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and and technically, you could say the very first play of the game. 
Because remember, that was the Jared Schrader interception. That was the first time that the the way he was banged up in Clemson was he, the first time we really saw that, I think, was in that Notre Dame game. But, you know, the beginning of the Notre Dame game, they threw an interception. We were able to get the ball, march down the field, and score as well. Mm-hmm. So I felt really comfortable. Like, sure. You know, doing that first that first series, I felt, oh, okay, well, that things like that happened. Felt very comfortable. They came back and bounced back. And then throughout that game, things just got really messy, just really messy, and just wasn't able to bounce back. And um, I, I don't understand how you can really get on a five-game losing streak like that and play so well early in the year. Um, you know what's going to be difficult for me to overcome? I'm, I'll, I'll still think about this when the season ends, is when Elijah Fuentes kind of committed the penalty in Clemson. That Which shouldn't have been a penalty. That's very true. That, that changed the course of... That's a, a core memory for me. That is that was a big play, especially because you look back at that Clemson game and it was it when it was it was Syracuse domination, it was twenty one yeah. to ten. Was it winnable. was it, it was, was the question of like you know you're uh, we're at halftime. I think we got wings that day. I think we, we, were, did. we were eating wings in the office and I'm awesome sitting there. Wings. Great wings, yeah. Shout out Blarney Stone, Tip Hill. Um, but I remember being there at halftime, right, and thinking to myself, oh my gosh, like. Are we going to be talking about if Syracuse is New Year's Six bound or college football playoff bound on this coming show? <laughs> that was the feeling. So that's it, that, it, it really was too. I, I, I mean, was I was so excited. It was like, wow, this is. I mean, they're doing everything correct. I right. Mean, they're, yeah. The plans of the team, you don't see no individuals just like you know acting up. They're they're playing good, sound football, getting better every week. And then week seven came and it was just. Yeah, and that that was to me. It, it, it was the moment where I think even Dino Babers was maybe saying it in his press conferences in week two or three. Because at that point, we had, we had lost Stephon Thompson. We had lost Chris Elmore. I believe it was Ter- it was when Terry Lockett went down. Um, maybe like week four. Who was that defensive tackle that, you know, his name wasn't said too much. But it was abundantly clear after he left that, oh, okay, we don't have that middle guy to take up space and fill this running gap because that is when all of a sudden this number one ACC defense started just allowing teams to run free. But Dino Babers was also saying right around that point, he's like, he's like, yeah, we're, you know, cause people were complimenting how the defense was able to, um, you know, adapt and move around after guys were getting hurt. But he's like, there, there comes a wall with this. Yeah. They, no, they adjusted and very that's well. That's what we saw was we, they they finally hit that wall, I and mean, it was the oh Sy- the Syracuse team is depth that we haven't seen in the last few years. But then the injuries just kept on kept on kept on piling up, and all of a sudden it was like, well, there's there's nothing left to get this done. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming. And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I do want to mention before we forget that there were some ugly parts of the finish of that game. And it ties into what was just a weird day for Syracuse as a whole because we had ejections in both games. We'll start with Enrique Cruz, uh, Syracuse O-lineman, um, really liked well player uh, on and off the, the field. And I think more so known for, for having this uh, you know calm type of demeanor. 
just completely loses his his ish, you know, completely loses it um, in the middle of the Boston College game and just starts swinging, which for one, I, I it's something I don't know if I'll ever fully wrap my head around is the punches to a helmet. I mean, that's got to hurt. I don't know if you ever had to had to take a swing, but like, no, yeah. no, no, like, I just feel like that's broken knuckle city. This is dumb. You're right. This is dumb. Broken or, knuckles or, city. Or, what, what damage are you doing? <laughs> or, no, the better the better one is when the guy has the helmet on and then the other guy takes his helmet off and then wants yes. to fight. Yeah. That's that's the better the better scenario. It's like, oh fine. Okay, let's see what happens James. here. James. Like, James, as a running back, I know like when I played in college, like whenever I would pass protect, like there are times when the guy dips his head though and you just like hit it on accident. It still hurts. Like even when you're not trying to hit a helmet. Did you ever have that happen to you? Uh, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of times. I mean, because I mean, when when you're pass blocking, anyways, it's a type of holding. Like you're right. hold, you're holding the guy. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> so I mean, yeah, it gets very physical, but you know, it's just it happens so quick. So you know, it's you once it's done and over, you know. But yeah, it does hurt. It, it does hurt. I mean, it. I've always thought for running backs that they never seem to make a big deal out of it. I mean, mm. naturally, running backs are tough are are just tough athletes, but. Yo, you got guys coming in with their heads trying to pop that ball loose. I'm I'm surprised there's not more like hand slash wrist injuries of you just taking a helmet straight on. I have wrist problems. Okay, that that, that makes me problem solved. But it's like there's I just realized y'all don't this, show this, it this at pinky all. Pinky hair has been acting really weird. Like it just gets stuck, and yeah. like a lot of times my hands are just like this from holding the ball so much, and I can't like I gotta wait a second for them to release. Yeah, it's from like muscle I've had, I've, Yeah, I've had wrist problems. Like a wow. I got all Jeez, yeah. are you double jointed in that? That was, that was nerve wracking to watch. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't like that. Our audience is even picking that up. I got you know. I've I had a wrist. <laughs> I had a, um, my biggest thing was I had uh, when you hit and someone your wrist keeps going back. Yeah. So I had a. Um, uh, uh, they made me like a little um, a little little hand sleeve kind of like for my arm for my wrist wouldn't extend all the way back so it would right. stop like this so. It was it was very helpful because yeah, it's part of the game. That's nuts. I mean, you're, you you were blocking like you were blocking guys tw- having having to block guys twice your size half, half the time with pass blocking. Yeah, it's part of the game. Part of the game. I mean, I mean the only only a certain amount of people will do that though. Yeah, I mean, the, you know, is to stand toe to toe. I I didn't cut people either. I said stood up and you know blocked them. Yeah, but um. You know, let's, let's, let's look back to Syracuse. Let's do it back to Syracuse. <laughs> I like that tangent, though. But, um, yeah, so you end up having Enrique Cruz going down for swinging. Um, I, I, there's no real way to confirm it until we're able to talk to Enrique, probably leading up to the bowl game, about what exactly happened. But he clearly just lost his cool. He was very emotional, gets ejected. Halftime, there's a little bit of some pushing and shoving. It was just a scrappy game as a whole. Um, and then after the game, you had uh, a Syracuse player bring one of the big Syracuse flags that like the cheerleaders hold, brings that onto the middle of the field. And I mean and starts, waving it around. And, and waving it around. And naturally, your BC, y'all just finished your season three and nine. I mean, it doesn't matter who you are, but it's going to be taken as, as disrespect and you're not going to like it. But to me, that was that was... You know, I think there's some people that if they didn't catch the game, they might just think that just happened out of nowhere. No, like these, like the, it was just it was building, building, up, build, yeah. building, 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 building. To be fair, it was also Boston College's senior night. So did you really have night. to do that? It was their senior yeah. night, but it's like they were. I mean, they were they were chippy. They it's were bad chippy blood too. between Syracuse and Boston College. That I mean, too. I mean, it's, it's a it's a rival. Um, I mean, both teams were you know had a lot 
at stake, you know, mm-hmm. obviously more for Syracuse and for and for Boston College, which is let's, let's beat Syracuse and, you know, yeah. right. get them a six and six, you know. And you know what? In all those situations, and I know we'll discuss basketball as well because just, just a lot of interesting situations <laughs> across the board this weekend, but the unfortunate reality is that whoever retaliates is always going to be the one that gets the most punished. And you just kind of have to know that if you're going to lose your cool, that's the situation. That's who's going to get ejected first. That's who people are going to see, yeah. you know? So I think that's something important to keep in mind. Cause you're right. I'm sure behind the scenes, we know Cruz as a really great guy. I don't think he would just do that for no reason. People know that, you know, but it's, it's interesting that he's the one in the end who that's what people saw is a couple of punches and you're out. And I think it, all four of us, sorry, go ahead, James. It, you know, it's, it's funny though, because I, I think back in like 2000, you could probably get away with that. But now there's cameras at every angle. I mean, you <clears> saw it. <laughs> you're not getting every, away with that. Yeah. Every angle there's cameras. So you're not going to get away <laughs> with this stuff. And it, it's just, it's, it's, you know, personally losing their cool in, 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 a, in a sporting a game. That's, it's not there. You, you, I mean, you have to be smart enough to not lose your cool. I mean, and that's just discipline and just discipline. I mean, the undisciplined. <laughs> Very simple. Especially with the storyline, right? And I understand the emotion behind it. But um, and, and, and I, I do want to mention that, you know, when that the camera did end up doing, honestly, shout out those camera guys, because they found Dino Babers on the field when that was happening. And you see him actively like lock eyes with the flag and you see him like, you know, he goes like this and you see him just like pushing through the red sea to go and grab that. Cause he knows, because guess what you have, you, you finally get this win. You finally snap this losing streak. Yeah. The last thing you want as a coach for the storyline yeah. to somehow be negative yep. again. Yes. He went into straight dad mode. Well, you, you had to yeah. and like, and to me, and I don't know, it's just to me. It's 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 also there's more than just Dino and that coaching staff. Like I just I. It, it would have been different if they were undefeated and mm-hmm. they did at the end. Of the, you know what I mean? It's right. it's, a, it's a lot different with seven and five, and you you just finally broke a losing streak. Like I hate to like I that. hate to go there, but is Syracuse even good enough to really be doing that? Yeah, exactly. No, no, you're 100 percent right. No, I, I say it how you say it. Like you're you right. You, you don't. And plus, you, you win. You when you win a game. Act like you've been you won a game. Yeah, before. like it looked mm-hmm. kind of it looked kind of I mean, lame. Yeah, and clearly you were clearly <laughs> they're, they're there three, was, was it, what were they three and three and eight or three and nine? They three, three and nine. Like clearly they were talking <laughs> Congrats, a lot. They were, bro. They were talking yeah. a lot. Big guy. <laughs> BC players were clearly talking, and, and who knows for sure? But like for, for anyone that's played sports, clearly you you have that added sense of like yeah, like after the game, if you know another team was talking something during the whole time. I think all of us know that. Um, and understand that feeling of like when you are in game, like just you're you're you you become a different version of yourself in a way. I, I, and it's in and it's the sense of and it's that discipline that James talking about to to be able to turn that switch off because if you let that person just go, that person's gonna that person of you is going to get yourself in trouble. When you, you does that mean you agree with me? It was lame. That's just so. That's such bush league. That's bush league. <laughs> yeah. It's called bush league. Yeah, which is lame. I, and honestly, I get it. You know, but but I at the same time, I really don't because I understand. Like the one thing that was on my mind was thinking about the fact that how you must feel mentally just being in a football game. It's an aggressive sport, so naturally that part of your brain is probably turned on. But. I saw guys in that situation, even on the camera after the game, like Garrett Schrader, that dude just has it. 
He just has it. He had the leadership. He was totally telling everyone, come off the field. Like, certain people can totally mm-hmm. be in that situation and do the right thing. And I got to say, I really thought Dino Babers handled that situation as, yeah, as well as he could have. Yeah, you know, that's, yeah. that, that was he handled it totally, totally fine. He even said in his press conference, you know, I think I handled it the way any dad would, and we're not going to be doing that kind of stuff in the future. So I guarantee you he had some words to say after the game. It's also a different story if it's like, you know, you're playing – a tough team. A tough team. Or a team, <laughs> or with, a a team, a team with a winning record. You're beating up on a small team. That, you know, uh, the worst team in your in your, in your your league. You're it's Clemson at the end of the year. The winner goes to the well, ACC right? championship. No, I you're mean, playing make the no bottom mistake, of the league. This was not a packed house, yeah. folks. Yeah. Like, this yeah. was, But, you know, you know. It, was, it was the kids. The kids were emotional. Uh, obviously, they got to keep their composure when, when they're out there. Um, and that's, you know, leadership with, like you said, with uh, Schrader and everybody else and the mm-hmm. coaches like that. Um, because obviously that's not there's, there's no need for that in the game. You know, yeah. there's just no need, especially when you're you know you have other problems to worry about. Don't cause more problems for yourself. Here is something interesting to think about too: is you think about what that team and and the guys on the field at this point in the season, and you are missing some of your other leaders. You're missing yeah. your Gary Williams isn't out there, Michael Jones isn't out there, and from everything that we've heard, they're they're your you know they're they're what you want in a captain. And so I understand that they're on the sideline, but you know when when you're on crutches or whatever, you can only move so quickly to go out there and get your boys. You know, <laughs> <laughs> have the crutch, get over here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You start swinging with it. Um, yeah, well, don't go not. out there too quick. You may get ejected. You exactly. Don't the, you don't go on the field or basketball court. Fantastic you, segue, you wanna, James. You don't want to get out your seat too quick. You understand this TV thing, man. You get it. That was a beautiful segue because Syracuse basketball. If you missed it, um, l- let me say this. Quick pet peeve of mine, there's nothing that drives me more nuts as a clickbait than when an article is titled, Watch Syracuse Bryant Brawl. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> brawl is an aggressive word. Brawl aggressive. is when you have swings going from multiple people. This situation, I thought I, I, thought I put it in perfectly. Slap scrap. Mm. Because what you have is Bryant and Syracuse coming out there. And a little bit of background is... The two coaches don't like each other. They haven't liked, liked each other for some time because Brian is a very aggressive team. They're just a they're a trash talking team. It's a part of their brand. And so anyway, that gets going from the jump. And they guess and, and Judamins told us afterwards that he said from the first minute, he goes, All five of them are saying stuff to me. So to me, that that shows that for one, it's it's it shows the value in having a freshman like that, that you're the one that's targeted. It's almost a compliment. But to me, it's also a like, hey, I think we could get under this guy's skin. And they did. And they did because he gets called <laughs> for a charge. So he's already frustrated by that. He kind of lands on the guy that he got called for the charge with. You know, he's trying to get off of him. Doug Eddard, who, you know, as Brandon called him, America's sweetheart, was a part Perfect. of that St. Peter's team, the 15 seed that beat yep. Kentucky in last March Madness, went to the Sweet 16. He's now with Bryant. He, you know, he, he and Judah are just little pushing back and forth. And as Judah's walking by, he gives the old, you know, we'll call it the, the bleep slap as he's walking by. Pimp slap. Pimp slap. Mm. Sure. I thought a pimp slap. Yeah. Yeah. It's something that we wouldn't have to bleep out. And, and Doug responds as Judah's turned around and it was a full swing. I think it went from. That was the most hilarious thing I've seen in a long time. When <laughs> he smacked the living out of him. Wow. And then he ran. That he ran. <laughs> he saw John Bull. That's John. kind of the only part I remember. <laughs> is he ran. John Bull ran. Responds like, if you're going to be tough, then you know, be tough. But again, honestly, I, I honestly felt bad because he reacted to getting hit, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. he, and rightfully so. He, I, I don't think he should have got ejected. I really don't think he should have got ejected. Which he, one? 
This, the, when the first after oh, Moon, the second, yeah, men's or, or, I mean, or Doug, the, Doug Eddard, the Brian guy. Oh, the white guy on Brian, yeah, Brian, yeah. Um, when he hit the guy, he's like, yeah, you hit him because he reacted, you know. But it, it it was just really messy. It was just really messy and ugly. And you know, again, there's no need for that. But I'll tell you something that would be really cool if this would have happened. Yeah, I love Syracuse, but Brian came in and beat Syracuse at the dome. Now, if Brian had a flag, they should have waved it off the center court <laughs> because they're, they're the small dog coming to the big dog's house. The big dog then, you know, didn't show up. And they acted no. like it at the end of the game. But anyway, Coach so you did have, wave. Yeah, Mints getting suspended. Or, yeah, uh, suspended, all- excuse me. You have, you, have, uh, you have Mints getting ejected. Edward got ejected. Two bench players on Bryant came on the court. They're gone. An assistant coach gone. You also had Alan Griffin and Adrian Autry both gone. I personally don't like that rule at all. That's terrible. Terrible I, rule. It's it's so you're telling me that if the assistant coaches aren't going out there, tell me what happens if all the players react the same way. See, you're just going to have a melee and no one gets to break it up. See, what is that rule? I heard I, I heard a, I heard a couple different things with that rule, and I don't know how true it is. I know Alan personally. Um, you know, Alan, Alan's Alan's a great basketball coach. You know, a great player when he was here yeah. at Syracuse as well. Um, I, I can see Alan saying a couple words to the assistant coach. I heard the assistant coaches had words, and the referees heard it. Um, and that's the reason why hmm. he got ejected. Mm. That's that's what I heard. But, I mean, again, I don't know the – because the, I heard the coaches could leave the bench. Why can't the coaches leave the bench to stop their players? I don't know. There was drawing on the court. I yeah. did see I did see some, like, you know, pointed like the, the Brian coaches and Syracuse coaches. So maybe, maybe that is it because – if I'm a referee, also like what you're going to handle that yourself. Or well, depends. Right. What, it depends what language was used to as well. You know, sure. you don't know what the language was used like that, and you know if the, the refs felt that it was unnecessary what, mm-hmm. what happened. Uh, if they were more escalating the problem, the problem was you know escalating right. more with them out there. Um, so you know, again, terrible thing for you know Syracuse basketball. Uh, and then on top of that, they got beat. So that, well, right. that, made, that made it even yeah. worse. You that know? definitely made it, it worse. It made it even worse. Hundred percent worse because they come down and they ended up scoring on a last chance basket. And at that point, you know, granted your your team isn't what it was. You talk about who gets more value out of those ejections. It's Brian. Edward's a good player, but you also have it's your starting point guard. And even if he's new, he's he's running the offense. You're but, a glue guy. But again, it's I'm gonna put Syracuse on a pedestal. Syracuse University basketball against Brian. Brian's good, but I mean, I just feel like Syracuse has better athletes, mm-hmm. better coaches, mm-hmm. better facilities, better everything, and they still couldn't. Just shouldn't happen. It just shouldn't happen. Well, they're a three and three team happen. right now. You know, three and three. So, how about this though? How about this scenario? You know how the football team was six and you know six wins now. So, the basketball team now is taking a little lumps early. Jim Beheim, he'll get a turnaround eventually. He'll get a turnaround, and hopefully, you know, they get the losses early and. What we would like to see of the football team, you know, it's the opposite. You know, mm. now they're going to build and have a better, you know, a good record. Um, and at the end of the year, you know, at the end of the season, they'll be hopefully uh, in the hunt for the NCAAs, you know, instead of, you know, winning, losing all these games and continue to lose. Yeah. <laughs> right. You know, hope they can turn around. I mean, I'm not I, – I, I thought they would be better than 3-3 than three and three looking at the first six games of the season, but – at the end of the day, you are. This is a Syracuse team that's starting freshmen. Right. You have a whole group of freshmen that are getting into the mix, and and naturally, these types of teams just they they need that time together. I agree. Um, so I do I'm not think, in alert mode yet. I gotta no. be honest. I'm just not. 
Well, we'll see. We're going to play Illinois tonight. So but, that I think right. you know, playing a, a ranked team yeah, let's is see how that really goes. going to, yeah. But it does hurt. Like you, you naturally look at your beginning of the season, right? And you want to rack up those wins because the ACC is not going to be easy at all. And and as we saw in the in the March Madness last year, they're they're a great conference and a way better conference than everyone expected. I mean, to quote Jim Beheim, he said in the beginning of the year, like, the Big Ten sucked last year. And and obviously that that quote will be used so much come March. You better get some W's. So you got to get some W's <laughs> to back that up. But hey, before we get out of here, Brendan, instead of doing projections. Brendan was interested in having us do more of a kind of dream bowl scenario, maybe a team you'd like to see Syracuse play, but I'm going to open it up to more like you could pick a team or maybe a location that is, is your dream spot in this scenario. Um, i just start us off, man. I, I like, I like yours. I picked West Virginia. They are five and seven. There will be five and seven teams in the bowl games. <laughs> and James, I'm sure. I'm not wasting my time. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just telling you right now, I'm not wasting my time. I just like the. the I, I just, I just I'm like, not wasting my time. I just like the history. I like the fact that they played each other every year from '55 to 2012. And the last two, two of the last four times SU's been in the bowl game, they've beaten West Virginia. Two times is a trend. Just saying. I I think if if they were six and six, <laughs> I could see this happening. I think seven and five. As as much as I do like the story, this isn't it's, about seeing it happening. This is what would be your dream right. bowl okay, game. Okay, that's true. Right. That's true. That's fair. I think. Um, here's my issue. Maybe we play in Hawaii. Mike. Yeah, mine could. Mine <laughs> yours could, is going to be location. <laughs> mine could realistically happen in the Pinstripe Bowl because the Pinstripe Bowl is ACC versus Big Ten. But again, that's the one at Yankee Stadium. That's the one I just I don't want to see it in New York. However, this matchup is possible there. It's the Tommy DeVito. I oh, knew see, you why were, were going to do this? You were going to do this. Both, of you, both this, of you started locking in on me, and I'm like, oh, I'm about to steal this I'm right saying there. to myself, why did Brandon have to go first? I wanted to go I, first I, get, uh, to get my, get my answer I was, out. I thought that I was giving you guys a little bit of time to get yours ready. I thought I was you trying to buy time. last year. No, I, I, was, last week I, said I was ready to go. You guys did. All right. You but know I what? don't want to go to the pinstripe bowl either, which is the tough part. So tell me, so give me, give me a reason of, of why you guys would want to see that. Why, why do you? I'm Tom, just, I'm just uh, trying to share. I'm trying to share. I'm trying to share the spotlight <laughs> right now. I'm trying to share the spotlight. I don't want to explain to people why Let's this Samantha, would be a big idea. Why, no, I mean, why I, would I, this be awesome? I, I love the idea of, I mean, you kind of already said it, but Tommy DeVito, that's so awesome. And I think that's something that really intrigues Syracuse people. You you think about, you know, you said this is a money-making situation. Mm-hmm. Like, what has the potential to make more money than a great storyline? And that's a great storyline. Illinois, great team, 8-4, and four, but they also had some some struggles towards the end of the season. It just feels like something that would be supercharged and people would be hyper-focused on it. I just, I'd like to see that matchup. I'm surprised. I'm surprised that there's even that possibility at this point. Because right? yeah, Illinois that, was really doing well there. Yeah. Really doing well. Yeah. But it, I, I would, I would like to see it. And okay, dream. Uh, so Hawaii would be your dream bowl destination. You think? No, I was, I, was, I, was just, I was just saying that. Yeah, no, I was just saying just, that would be set just Hawaii. Just, um, Full expenses paid. Yes, I, I, just some some place warm. You know, mm-hmm. um, that's all he's wanted since just, the start. Just, yeah. He's not is he asking for that much. But not Alabama. <laughs> yeah, rather, not, not Alabama. Not Alabama. I'd rather, <laughs> I'd rather be in Boston. <laughs> yeah. I think uh, I think t- I I would love to see them get in Tampa. Yeah, right. That'd be, that'd be I'm cool. like Florida. I'm all good with that. Mm-hmm. I'm fine with Birmingham too. I'm cool with that. I'll get wa- I'll, I'll get warm for a few days. That's cool with me. I've been to Birmingham. Before. Yeah, I've been to Birmingham. Birmingham. Yeah, nothing right home. You'd be okay took- traveling on Christmas Eve. That means we're we're spending our first holiday together. <sighs> I know. I'm taking it. I'm taking it as it as a. I'm going to be traveling by, by around a holiday no matter what. 
Yeah. That's kind of my Good thought. Point. But but I will say there is like a little bit of if if it does end up in New York, there is that bonus of like okay, I do get more time with like the family and stuff. So totally. we'll see what happens there. But we'll be uh we'll be we should be back here next week to talk about um, once we do find out the bowl game and we'll have the full matchup preview. It'll be I'm excited. I can't wait to see uh, who they end up with. Whether it's an SEC team, AAC, is it going to be warm? Is it going to be cold? We shall see. I think it's going to be good. I mean, yeah. they put themselves in a great position now, and uh, now it's all just sitting back and waiting. Syracuse soccer real quick. Moving on to the quarterfinals. Yes. Elite Eight, if you want to call it that. They beat Cornell over the weekend, so they're taking on Vermont, SU men's soccer. Okay. Um, exciting stuff. They're, they're a really fun team. Excited to have them here. Also, uh, it is Syracuse, but shout out uh, Ithaca football. They're in the D3 quarterfinals. Right? Yeah. Love some. Okay. I, I, lo- I will say this. I know it's it would be exhausting as a player, but the tournament style uh, is very yeah, cool. Yeah. yeah, no, it is. No, very cool. Yeah. And with soccer, show this team some love. They're hosting it at the SU Soccer Stadium Saturday, 2 mm-hmm. p.m., second time ever that they're hosting a quarterfinal. So pretty cool stuff. I'm excited to see I what mean, happens. I think my son to that, maybe. Yeah, I think yeah, that would be a totally cool game for you and your Definitely. son to see. Yep. Chasing their first NCAA championship ever. So we'll see what happens. Let's get it. All right. Thanks for watching. Go see Q's. you later.